Welcome to the Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. We've got some great partners with the Creative Brew. First of all, Panels, Comics, and Coffee Bar here in beautiful Oceanside, California, right off of Mission Avenue. They've got some of the hottest graphic novels and comics out right now. They also have a wide assortment of merchandise, toys, as well as back issue vintage comic uh, comic books and that I'm sure has some hidden gems in there. If you mention the Creative Brew, you'll get 10% off of your next purchase. You, you can also check them out on social media at Panels Coffee or go to PanelsCoffee.com. My next partner is Elevate Coffee Trading, and if you appreciate specialty coffee, enjoy outdoor adventure, and love helping elevate the lives of children around the world, then you're going to love Elevate Coffee Trading. Their mission is to extract hope through love, coffee, and adventures. There's free shipping in the United States, and every bag of coffee helps sponsor health and education for children in coffee-producing countries and in areas of need in the United States. You can use promo code ELEVATE21 on your next order. And you can follow their journey on social media at Elevate Coffee Trading. Or you can visit online at ElevateCoffeeTrading.com and let's start extracting hope together. Another partner of mine is AstroPad. And if you're a digital creator like me and you constantly use your iPad Pro, you can actually use AstroPad to change your graphics tablet into another professional graphics tablet. Um, so you can use Photoshop, full versions of Adobe, Adobe Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, all your favorite programs right on your iPad Pro or graphics tablet. Um, this has been an awesome tool for me because I'm always having to do um, some fine tuning, editing, repainting, um, recoloring on, on various um, design projects or working on logos. AstroPad is a huge asset for me. Um, for teachers and, and uh, students and educators, they actually have a great deal going on right now. This is an annual subscription, so it's a, script, um, it's a, a subscription app, uh, but it's been a huge tool for me, and uh, I, I don't know what I would do without AstroPad. So you can check them out at AstroPad app or go to AstroPad.com. And my last sponsor is the CoboPod. CoboPod is a boutique video and audio production studio in, based in Oceanside, California. And if you're a podcaster, vlogger, content creator, uh, you honestly, you should really come by and check out the venue for yourself. Uh, anytime that I bring in a guest, they're amazed by the setup, amazed by the quality, the production value. Um, like I said, I, I think the Creative Brew just went up a notch. I actually went up uh, incredible levels uh, partnering up with CoboPod and I've been able to um, uh, create, you know, 4K uh, video um you know, everything looks great. Um, even the photographer that we have on staff, uh, you know, I'm, I use a lot of their photography for uh, for, for branded um, assets for the Creative Brew, um, as well as uh, the audio for my uh, podcast and my radio show. So um, if you want to feel like booking your session and maybe you're thinking about, you know, starting a podcast or maybe, heck, you want to just sit in one day, you know, I'm doing a, um, a podcast or a, I'm doing a show. Hey, come by, check it out. Um, see the venue, see the setup, check out everybody. It's a great vibe here. Um, but let's book your session today at coblepod.org. And um, another sponsor is Baba Coffee that is here in, uh, Oce um, I'm sorry, here in Carlsbad, California. Um, 
great vibes, good coffee. Um, I, I love the I love the setup over there. They uh, they actually offer uh, wine, coffee, dessert, food. Uh, I am I love the avocado toast over there. Check it out. Uh, that's one that I would recommend. And um, right now, they're actually every Sunday. They and it's actually going on right now. Is they have a uh, live music and uh, food trucks, I believe. So they'll have a, a chef there uh, as well as live music. So come by, uh, go by Baba uh, Coffee, and uh, they're there for a few hours. So they they usually have some different entertainment every every Sunday. So come, uh, go by there, check it out. Uh, so want to give a special shout out to my to my new sponsor for the show, Baba Coffee. And we're back with a new episode of The Creative Brew, giving you insights on your creative journey. Um, today, I have the pleasure of talking with uh, Sharon. I got to I actually got to connect with her through a previous guest, uh, Simon. And, uh, you know, after, you know, conversation and, and, you know, sort of figuring out how small of a world we're in, um, you know, it's uh, not, not a lot of people that, that know as, as far as the, the area that I'm originally from and, and, you know, getting to talk to someone that had actually you know knows that area so it's always pretty cool to, to have that little connection and um you know it's just one of those weird little uh, coincidences so um you know just separate people on the on the coast and happen to know that same area so what are the odds of that but um she has a book called the uh, the art of living um as a, uh, a stoic book interpreted from um uh Ep- epictetus i hope i said that right and yes. um, so I, I've been gifted this book. Uh, it's been an awesome book. Oh, a lot of great, great knowledge and and um, definitely um, still knowledge and wisdom that that pertains to you know that can be applied even to today. Um, you know, it's so amazing uh, as far as like works like this that that still, you know, stand the test of time. But uh, I'll, I'll let you talk about that maybe and, and tell about your journey and, and how you got to where you are and and uh, we'll, we'll get going. Sure. Well, I'm once again, I'm Sharon LaBelle, and I'm the author of this book, The Art of Living. Uh, it's a modern interpretation of the ancient wisdom of a 2,000-year-old uh, dead. <laughs> a sage, a Stoic sage named Epictetus. And uh, Quantel, just as you were speaking of just kind of these happy accidents, just as you and I found out, we share a certain very special part of the world. It, It was a happy accident that I found Epictetus and Stoicism, or Stoicism and Epictetus found me. Uh, Back in the mid to late 80s, uh, I was working as a freelance writer, and my specialty has always been writing about psychological topics, spirituality, mythology, uh, religion of of all stripes, and this publisher came to me and said, "Would would you? We're, we're taking a flyer, and we we're wondering if you'd like to do some kind of interpretation of Epictetus." And I didn't know 
who Epictetus was. No one knew who Epictetus was back then, except for scholars. But I decided to do it. And it was a flyer for the publisher and for me because I, uh, back in the late 80s, what was cool were, was Eastern philosophy. Everybody was into Tibetan Buddhism or Zen or, or uh, Taoism. And so the idea of some of Western philosophy within that zeitgeist, it, it, it was considered fussy and moralistic. But I decided to get to know Epictetus and what started out as uh, a kind of work assignment and evolved into a, 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 a growing love for what this ancient man was saying. And um, to this day, I would not call myself a Stoic because I always get nervous around any kind of ism where you kind of have to have some kind of uh, membership card or, you know, as soon as you say you're a this or a that, someone's going to call you out and say, yeah, but you do that, you know. So I, what I can say is I, in my own life, I've benefited so much from just the very level-headed guidance that Epictetus offers. That's great. Um, I know a quick um, excerpt from, from the book. Um, one that uh, I actually read on was um, talking about, you know, clearly defining the person you want to be. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that I, even that one, I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll read a, a quick excerpt real quick. Um, you know, who exactly do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be? What are your personal ideal, ideals? Whom do you admire? What are the special traits that you would make your own? It's time to stop being vague. If you wish to be an extraordinary person, if you wish to be wise, then you should explicitly identify the kind of person you aspire to become. If you have a day book, write down who you're trying to be so that you can refer to this self-definition Precisely describe the demeanor you want to adopt so you may preserve preserve it when you are by yourself or with other people. Um, yeah, that was uh, that, that was a uh, one of many excerpts um, uh, from uh, from this book from the art of living. Um, you know, um, and with you interpreting this book, um, what what things went into it? I mean, obviously, you know, it's transferring from, I mean, I would assume Greek um, um, language. Um, how, how long did it even take for you to, to like interpret it this, you know, interpret the book and get everything sort of published and edited it and published? How, how long did that take as far as uh, the timeline on that? It, it was about a year's time. And, but it was a total immersive journey uh, because I, I was 
drawn in to reading all of these different scholarly uh, translations of Epictetus. And it, it was a time of, it wasn't, what would you call it? An in-between time. You know how sometimes yeah. in your life, you're, you're in-between, you're not sure what you want to step out and be. I was young and there was something about Epictetus's voice that impressed on me that, that every moment can be a, a crucial opportunity, a kind of pivot point to, toward the better part of our natures. And in fact, that puts me in mind of something that, uh, yeah, you know, we commonly hear you get one life and you have to make the most of that one life. And I think that's true, but I also think we live two lives simultaneously. One life is our outward presentational self, our public self. And then there's, within us, there's that other life that somehow says to us, I'm, I'm waiting for you. I'm, you know this is who you are, who you could be. I mean, in some ways it's, an, it's the aspirational part of ourselves, but it's also that, that however deeply buried that confident voice that says, this is what you came here to do. Come on, uh, you know, stop ignoring me. You know, s stop being uh, second rate, Sharon. Get your act together. And <laughs> Let's, you know, let's make those two lives congruent. Um, do, you, do you think that's possible? I mean, do you, you, you ever feel like people, um, you know, keep that, that, that second persona um, sort of back, uh, back behind the curtain? It's a challenge to bring it out, but I think it can be done incrementally. I, you know, we're not, we're not here to be saints. We're just here to uh, kind of put some spit and polish on what we've been given, right? <laughs> but I like to think that what we've been given is, is so much more vast than we often claim for ourselves. Um, there's, I mean, when you think about it, what can you do with a moment? Because that's the question that life always it is continuously putting to us, whether we listen to it or not. Hey, hey, Quantal. Hey, Sharon, what are you going to do with this next moment? Well, there's a big buffet of opportunities. Uh, we can, we can uh, just kind of check out and be indifferent or go on autopilot or 
we can shoot a gun, we can embrace another person, we can put down that glass of gin for the last time and just say, I don't want to, I don't want to be that person anymore where the gin is more important. Than... In other words, in any given moment, everything really can be different because we, what we do is we build on moments, this moment, the next moment, the next moment, the next moment. Um, and I think, I think it is thereby that we bring those two selves closer together. But uh, so do you feel like uh, even with this, this um, the book, uh, how, how long has the book been out? Oh, gosh. Um, it's been out since, I think it was originally published in 96 or 97, and it hasn't had a drop of publicity. It's only sold by word of mouth, and yet um, it's become an international bestseller. It's been translated into many, many different languages, and while that might sound like I'm just trying to uh, puff myself up. I, I consider its success a, a credit to all the people out there who are listening to that inner inner self that says, "I want, I, I, I want to feel at home in this world. I want to be free inside. I want to be of use. I, I want to leave a legacy that's that's dignified and and worthy." Um, wow. Um, so it, with the book, so, so you've got the, the art of living. Um, now, do you feel like if this book hadn't found you or even the, the works of Epictetus, um, do you feel like you would have went out like a whole completely di different direction? I, I expect so. Uh, only because we are so deeply affected by what and whom we come in contact with. Um, but I'm, I'm grateful that our paths collided. And I like to think that there's some kind of fate, some kind of kismet in, involved in that. I'll never know. Yeah. I, I do think, I do get a kick out of, the idea that this long dead, um, uh, he was uh, crippled and he started out as a slave and then became a, a, a philosopher um, just through force of um, his, wis his natural wisdom. Um, I, th I think it's great that, that one of his mouthpieces is this, you know, middle-aged lady living in the 21st century. I mean, it, it gives it a more universal 
a universal quality. I like to think. <laughs> so, uh, so how did you, so, so now you're sort of immersed in um, stoicism. Um, how did you, now I, I purposely met um, Simon, who is a past guest yes. uh, on the show. Um, and I, I know it's you, Simon, and I forgot the other person that was, that sort of formed the walled, the walled garden. Um, right. So how, how did that end up? How did that, um, you know, uh, you connecting with Simon, how did that even happen? Another happy coincidence. So here I am living in Northern California and there he is living off near Brisbane, Australia. And one day I get this call from a guy with a very deep Australian accent. And he says, you know, I've read your book and let's just talk for a little bit. So began uh, a, a friendship of, of the heart and of the mind. And we've just gotten on very well and done a bunch of joint ventures, uh, online presentations, uh, and we're just, we're simpatico. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's great. So can you tell yeah. me what, um, for you, I mean, what is, what is the walled garden, even for our audience and people that may oh, not, sure. um, may not even know what this, what this is. Um, uh, can you explain what the, what the walled garden is? Yes, it is an online non-sectarian community of people who are coming together as themselves. Uh, we strongly urge people to uh, drop their preconceptions or their posturing to to speak with other people about how to live the best possible life. And it, it's, it's a wonderful growing community of people, all different kinds of people. In fact, to exemplify that, um, the three of us, the founders, um, uh, Simon was raised as a Mormon, um, though his, he casts a wide net now um, for his ideas that influence him the most. And then our other colleague, Kai Whiting, is a Muslim, and I'm Jewish. So we, what we, we encourage people to... Um, To share just, I don't know what you might call the iconography of their hearts. Uh, and to be who we are and to also um, join together in the, in the universal search for um, uh, up, upgrading um, this life so that the world is a place that we want to live in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, I mean, how, how would you describe that? You know, someone with, 
you know, striving for, um, for something like that? How would you, how would you envision that? Okay. Well, now I'll put uh, one of my feet squarely within uh, the mindset of stoicism because it's a good place to start. Stoicism is always saying to us, look, you, you have roles in your life, chosen roles and roles that you happen to be in uh, through circumstance. And what Stoicism enjoins us to do is to deeply, uh, a thousand percent embrace that role, however humble, however modest. So, for example, my role right now is, is to talk with you and to talk to our listeners. And so I want to give my heart and my soul to that because this is, this is it. This is all we've got. This moment together. This moment is as important as any other moment and any other circumstance. So we fully enter it. And similarly, you know, for example, I'm a mother, uh, I'm a grandmother, I'm a musician. We, we want to identify those roles in our lives and give ourselves over to them wholeheartedly because that upgrades kind of the social ecology for everyone. Great. Great. Uh, yeah, as you know, I, I always, you know, I, I, and that was, I think that was a good example um, from that, from that standpoint um, is just, you know, sometimes that, especially now with, with everything that goes on, especially in, I would say more in Western uh, civilization than, than Eastern or even with Eastern to it in some aspect, but uh, uh, with technology, um, you know, sometimes, you know, we're, we can be unaware of that, of that present time and learning how to sort of recover, you know, just being, you know, fully engaged in that moment. So it can be hard. Um, you know, I, there's times where, you know, we're always checking emails or checking, you know, social media, or maybe a text comes through and, um, you know, and you really trying to cultivate those times to, to find those little pockets of, of space to where you can just be fully, you know, fully engaged in, in one, um, activity. Um, I know, uh, you know, even being in the, in the cradle, you know, so being a, a designer and, a um, you know, illustrator and, and other things, you know, I, I find myself, you know, at times being, you know, fully immersed in, um, in that art, um, or in any kind of project that I'm working in. Um, but, uh, I do find it, you know, harder at times, even with everything sort of circling around me between technology and, you know, just things sort of pop up, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it tends to get a little bit harder and harder. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's something that's, that's definitely, um, missing right now is, is figuring out where, you know, yeah. uh, even as a family or even, you know, from a creative, um, aspect or entrepreneurial aspect or anything like that, you know, figuring out how to create those little pockets of just presence, um, uh, to where, you know, we can be 
fully engaged and just be there in that in that moment. Um, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, definitely a hard uh, skill to, uh, <laughs> to to master at times. Um, so right now, I mean, what what things are inspiring you right now? Well, what inspires me and what has inspired me for a long time and what helps me, well, first of all, I have to say amen to what you just said, because it is indeed so challenging to snap to, to come back to the moment and to not uh, be kind of rubbernecking all the time. Not to mention my, I mean, my goodness, we are living through such fraught times, through so much pain and suffering. And it's hard not to be destabilized just by that. And though I think it is our nature to drift and to return, to drift and return. I, I've never met anyone who's just completely on point all the time and fully engaged. But how do we return more often or more deeply? Well, I think it's through, as you asked, you know, what inspires us to go to what inspires us, whether that's our heroes or um, I, I like to think it's, it's making things. It's making beauty. It's making a cake. It's making love. It's ma making, making. So what do I make? I, um, a long time ago, another happy coincidence, uh, when I was uh, a teenager, I came upon this guy who was playing this weird instrument I'd never seen before shaped like a trapezoid, had a bunch of strings on it, and he was whacking away at it with these little hammers. And it was, it was the most amazing sound I had ever heard. And I just thought, that's for me. It's my job to make sure people hear that sound. So long story short, uh, he, what he was playing, it was called a hammer dulcimer, but uh, I, I learned how to play the hammer dulcimer. And then over time, I started playing these related uh, instruments, all, all with hammers, all with tons of strings. So now I play what I call the thing. And the thing is, uh, uh, it's right here. Um, it's got a hundred and six strings and they all want to go out of tune all the time. But when you play this thing, it just, to me, it sounds holy. And so I'm going to play it for a second, okay. just so you hear the sound. Let's see. I hope you can hear it through my uh, funny little ear things, but I just, 
I want you to hear this thing. for everyone to have something in their life like that, that, you know, maybe it's a musical instrument, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's mountain climbing, whatever it is that somehow says to you, keep, keep going with this, this, this makes the world a jot more beautiful, or, yeah, so that's what inspires me. (laughs) <laughs> wow, that was that was that was wow. What what's the name of that instrument? Well, this particular one, I just had, I had it made for me, um, based on uh, what I wanted. I I wanted five octaves. I wanted it to be fully chromatic. I wanted um, bass notes here. So it's it's kind of a hybrid of um, a cymbalom and a hammer dulcimer and it's it's just great i i play all kinds of music on it i play jazz i play classical i play whatever comes out of my crazy mind and it's it just reminds me always that there's so much more to life than what just what we see you know, it reminds me of possibility. Yeah. That, wow. That's, that's, that's unbelievable. Um, that was pretty good. <laughs> so what was, so what was you doing with your, like with your foot? Was you hitting a string, like hitting a chord or something or what was? It's, it's this weird tick that I have that I have to pick up this, my foot. So I look like a dog doing its business at a fire hydrant and I have to do it in order to play this thing. And I've been, so many people have said, you got to cut that out. It's, you know, it ain't pretty. And I said, yeah, but if you want the sound, I got to lift my leg. <laughs> we have to do yeah, what we yeah, can I, in service of beauty, right? <laughs> well, yeah, well, I guess that's your thing. I mean, that's what makes it unique i mean it's uh <laughs> yeah yeah so i feel like i've told you my my secret secrets yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> well you you could have told me the secret of how to play that and i still couldn't go over there and play that so i <laughs> but but you know right Quantel, that it's what you, you know i it's what you love that makes you good better at it right because mm-hmm. it draws you in yeah that's awesome so uh creative tips you know what is a creative tip or tips that you can provide our audience well it's bone simple it's not sexy but i think w- one thing 
that promotes creativity and I dare say uh, a sense of inner peace is to have some kind of daily practice, whatever it is. For some, it might be running, for other people, meditating, for me, playing this instrument. Something that you do without fail in service of the good every single day, even if your hair is on fire. You do it, you do it, you do it. And maybe even just for 10 minutes, because across time, it creates a narrative through line that changes you forever. So definitely that's one of my favorites, just because it's something that any of us can do. We can just decide on that one thing, do it for 10 minutes a day, and everything changes. Great tip. Um, <laughs> we'll go into, uh, you know, what, what, no, matter of fact, what upcoming projects are you brewing on? Uh, is there anything that you can talk about that, that as far as project-wise that you're, that's coming up? Oh, sure. Well, because, because of the success of this book, I have been somewhat um, pegged as being a spokesperson for Stoic Ideas, something I'm, I'm honored uh, to be in that position. Um, but along those lines, I've been asked to write a book about um, women and Stoicism. And I'm keen to do this because it's really uh, to me, it's, a, it, it's an opportunity to say that good ideas are for everyone. So that even though these ideas came about in, in a culture, say, of which I wasn't a part um, and was discussed and developed amongst a, a bunch of uh, Greek men and Romans way back in the day, that this still has something to say to you or to me. But, but also that Stoicism or any philosophy, I believe, is bereft if it doesn't have the influence of lots of different kinds of voices. Um, so I think there's a conspicuous absence of um, within Stoicism, say, of, of you know what it's like to be a, a female. Uh, how how uh, a woman sees the world. So we'll see what happens with that. It's kind of an experiment. Um, I do a lot of composing on my thing. And so um, I'm, I'm trying, uh, or right now I'm uh, making up a, a suite, uh, which is just a fancy way of saying a whole bunch of different tunes that, that fit together and tell a story. So that's a joy. And then w working pretty assiduously with, um, with Kai and with Simon on building this, this site, uh, the walled garden, because um, although 
I am a big fan of non-digital culture. I, I mean, I think it's so important that we meet face to face and we dance and whole, you know, we got to share the same oxygen. And yet this digital life, it's, we're part of it. So I just, I'm very dedicated towards creating a digital space where something authentic can actually happen between people, where people can tell the truth about their own experience. I, I don't mean like confessional therapy stuff, but just people's, that people can talk about their, the, what they do to live creative lives of value and to hold each other up because heaven knows we've got to take care of each other. Um, It's, it's a, it's a, it's a tough world and we've got to take care of each other. That's it. That's, that's the truth. That is the truth. Yeah. Um, uh, well, but I mean, before we sign off, uh, words of wisdom, uh, what are some, some words of wisdom that you can share with our audience? Something that may, uh, like Epictetus, maybe something that may resonate with someone a year from now, two years from now, uh, if they happen to uh, catch this podcast, um, what's, what's those words of wisdom? That's, that's easy. And it harkens back to what we were first saying at the start of our conversation caretake this moment caretake this moment even if you screwed up the last moment you can caretake this moment and see what happens because i believe that moments and what we do about them is the most powerful thing we've got so caretake this moment um other words of wisdom i i say this not because it's obscure or esoteric or anything but just i just think it's common sense um I think we we need to always dare to be on the side on the side of generosity. When whenever someone comes into our life or our physical space, there's an opportunity there to just go the little bit extra mile and to be kind, to see the other person, to receive them, to listen to them. I know we all know this, of course we all know this, but where we live is in our relationships with one another, all said and done. And by just always erring on the side of being that person that that augments the moment by doing whatever helps quietly, but just that little extra something it's 
it just confers so much meaning on our efforts and on our presence in the world. And I think basically what we're always hungry for is meaningfulness. Uh, that's helpful. That's, that's great words of wisdom. Um, definitely something that uh, can be applicable to, to any, anybody um, that listens to this. Um, so right now, um, how, how do people get in contact with you? What, are, what is your best way of uh, communicating uh, if people wanted to get the Art of Living book uh, or reach out to you for any kind of media inquiries? What's the best way to reach out to you? Probably the best is, is just go to my website, which is SharonLabelle.com. Um, uh, LaBelle is L-E and then like ding dong, bell, SharonLabelle.com. <laughs> and um, I'd be happy to be in touch with it. I, I answer all, um, if someone bothers to reach out to me, I always want, want to connect with them. And oh, and as far as getting the book, um, you can get it in a bookstore from Amazon or wherever you buy books, The Art of Living. Great. That's great. Yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah bookstores are a, uh, can be a dying breed right now. So uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you can support, um, please do so and um, support books like this, The Art of Living. I, I, honestly, this is an awesome book. Um, I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of this until you told me about it. Um, and it's been out for, for years. So um, definitely a lot, of, a lot of great knowledge from it. Definitely a lot of things that uh, I'm, I'm reading through and, and having to uh, bookmark and it's just a lot, a lot of great stuff. Um, uh, there, was, there was actually one that uh, actually the one that I used, uh, the, the, one of the um, meditations here, uh, I liked it because he sort of referred back, especially being in the Greek and Roman times, uh, he referred back to the uh, Olympic wrestlers and, and not being, you know, being a dabbler or a professional. Um, and it was sort of, sort of cool. Cause I'm, um, like I said, I've, I've wrestled most of my life and, and, uh, so I was like, Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Just, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, that was one I sort of bookmarked and I wanted to, you know, I, I actually used that as far as, uh, as part of the, part of my episode, um, but uh, yeah, it's so cool how, you know, just even now, uh, you know, it's thousands of years that even now these writings are still, um, can still pertain to even now. Uh, it's, it's incredible. Yes. Um, so, uh, hey, thank you. First of all, thank you for, for sharing your wisdom, uh, sharing your insights, um, your, your philosophy, mm -hmm. your, uh, are you even going to name the instrument? Or what's the <laughs> <laughs> It's my thing. <laughs> We're gonna have to we're gonna have to come up with it with some kind of name for so. that. Um, yeah. But uh, that, that's awesome. And thank you for the the small performance. That was that was great. Um, <laughs> but uh, hey, other than that, this has been another great episode with with me, your show host, with Sharon. And uh, once again, be creative, stay inspired. <laughs>